Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, Soma, Psyche, and Soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche, and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach training certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another podcast episode. Thank you for joining me here. As we are moving into the new year, I'd like to share with you some reflections on the subject of self-trust. This is a subject that is really close to my heart. This is something that I've been working on for the last 40 years, 30, 40 years. Everything that I've done, all the trainings that I've done, all the work that I've done, all the trainings that I provide right now, all the coaching and mentoring that I do with other female practitioners, all of it centers back and circles back to self-trust. This is such a big subject and it means many different things. I'm sure you have your own opinion about what self-trust is. And so I'd like to invite you to explore it with me and see what resonates for you. See where maybe you might be having some blind spots and see where maybe you need to embrace with compassionate understanding the little mistakes or little misunderstandings around self-trust that are present within your own life. So why am I talking about self-trust? Well, self-trust shows up in every single aspect of our life. It shows up in our relationship with ourselves, in our personal growth, <clears throat> in our own healing. It shows up in the relationships that we have got with other people, whether that's personal relationships or casual relationships um, or intimate relationships or work relationships. It shows up in every relationship that we have. It shows up in our work, in how we show up for ourselves within context of our work and how we show up and hold space for our clients and our students. 
And there are so many different challenges that we all face in developing self-trust, especially if you have experienced trauma, especially if you've had maybe some adverse childhood experiences uh, like bereavement, like physical health or mental health or poverty, you know, all of those things that can impact us as children. And also if you've experienced burnout, you know, this is something that comes up. So many female practitioners that I coach have experienced burnout. I experienced burnout myself. My partner has experienced burnout. <laughs> but when we were both working in social care, many of my partner's family members, most of them, um, and their friends who worked in social care have experienced burnout at some point. If you experience burnout, if you experienced high levels of stress, it would really impact your relationship with your self-trust, with the trust. And when I self-trust, it obviously includes the wholeness of your experience. It includes the soma psyche and soul. It includes every aspect of who you are. It also includes all the choices that you make. And so let's just explore a little bit. Let's just explore here together. If I ask you, how, how much do you trust yourself? On a scale of one to 10, what would you say? Would you say, yes, 10, I trust myself completely and fully? Would you say, oh, maybe it's half-half, I'm on a five-six. Maybe, you maybe you'd say one-two, you know, it's that not trusting, not trusting my body because it's let me down, for example. Or maybe would you say, well, I don't trust my body at all. I feel like my body has turned against me or I feel like my mind has turned against me. So really understanding where you are on that scale in this moment, because obviously it changes from moment to moment, is really important. If we want to move forward in our healing and personal growth, whether it's uh, personal development or spiritual growth, or whether it is building and creating healthy, boundaried, compassionate relationships with others, or, uh, you know, in the context of personal relationships, or even in the context of our work, boundaries are so important within the context of our work. We need to, if we want to do that, we need to embrace where we are at. We need to pause, reflect with a lot of self-compassion on the reality of our experience as it is in the present moment. And we can do it in so many different ways. One of the other words that we can 
switch a little bit with the self-trust uh, word is integrity. How much with, within our integrity are we living? All the decisions that you make, all the choices in every moment of the day. So reflecting on it can be really helpful. And everything comes down to just keeping your word to yourself and embracing and honoring your own inner experience and acting on it. So one of the ways that we can check in with that is checking in. When you make promises to yourself, do you keep those promises? So one of the things that come up so often in my work with other female practitioners and other women is how often we as women, and I'm sure it's relevant to men as well, or however you identify yourself, how often we make promises to ourselves. I'm never going to do this again. I'm going to allow myself to rest more. I'm not going to overcommit. Uh, I'm going to work on this project uh, on Wednesday morning. I am going to focus on different things in this coming year. This coming year is going to be different. And how often we then break those promises to ourselves. So really seeing whether there is some kind of cognitive dissonance in the way that you are. Uh, cognitive dissonance means dissonance <laughs> means that you say one thing and you do something different. And it can show up in so many different ways. Maybe you can, excuse me, maybe you say that you want to have very clear boundaries in your work that you're going not to stop, to stop overgiving. That you're going to be clear about keeping the boundaries of, of time. That if somebody signed up to work with you for one hour, you keep to that hour. That you don't stay past that hour for an hour and a half. Because you care so much, because you want to give so much, because they need you so much. Maybe it is that you promise to yourself that you will rest more, that you will slow down, that you find your own pace, that you will self-nourish through food, through feeling hydrated, through somatic practices or yoga practices, meditation, breath work, movement, spending time in nature. And yet, observing from outside, you don't do it or you're not doing it. And there is no blame in here. What I would like to invite you to do is to really be compassionate for yourself because we always do our best within the context of the situation, within the context of how we're feeling. But if, you, if we want, if you want, and if I want to 
nourish our self-trust, we first need to be very honest about how we're feeling, how we're behaving, and the impact it has on us. So I know from my own experience and from working with others, with others is that when we say we want to do something and we know deep through every cell of our body that this is something that we have to do, like we need to rest more because we are close to hitting burnout or we want to work in a different way. Or we say we want to build thriving and sustainable business, but we keep doing it in a way of getting caught up in a burnout cycles, like working really hard and then crushing, taking time to recover, not doing anything because we can't. And then working really hard and hustling and working harder to make it happen and then crushing and then recovering again, not doing anything. So many of us work in this burnout cycle. And that is really a symptom of being disconnected from our inner wisdom, from our inner rhythm, and the, and the symptom of or the sign of the cognitive dissonance being present. One of the things that I often um, say to myself and I say to my coaching clients is if somebody was observed or if you were observing somebody behaving the way that you are behaving and hearing them say what you are saying, what would you notice? What would you observe? What would come up for you? If you're saying one thing, and you, and you are doing something different, there is some kind of inner conflict going on. And that can come under other, other ways of not keeping your own word to yourself. As I said, it's all based around your own promises to yourself, whether you keep those promises to yourself or not. It's also around how you work and the boundaries that you have, who you work with, who you agree to work with, whether that's the clients, whether that's organizations, whether that's collaborations, who you spend your time with and how you spend your time. If you are saying, for example, that health is the most important thing for you, and yet you are in an overworking and hustling mo mode most of the time, then again, there is that kind of disconnection from what you are saying and from what you and how you are behaving. And it also comes down to being able to understand our own needs, to understand what's going on for us, to understand how we are feeling about situations, about people and relationships, about what we are doing, how we are showing up. 
It is also about making space for ourselves to get to know ourselves. Getting to know yourself. So for me, this is the definition of personal healing and spiritual growth. Getting to know myself. How would it feel to, at the beginning of this year, to really set the intention of getting to know yourself? If that was the priority, and if you acted on that, every decision that you make and every choice that you make, every commitment that you make, and everything that you say no to, coming through the lens and the felt experience of self-trust. How different would you be after doing that for 12 months? Again and again and again. So... Like with everything that we talk about in this podcast, when we come back to our understanding of trauma and trauma-informed approach or trauma-informed somatic approach, it's so important that we approach it in the same, in the same way, that we start making decisions that are small, those baby steps that we make decisions that are aligned with our capacity, that we don't make huge decisions when we are not ready to make them. You know, it's like going to a very going through very cathartic processes but then not being able to integrate it within our nervous system in physiology because we don't have capacity to do that. So little baby steps, making little changes of in ways that can nourish your self-trust and allowing yourself to give yourself time, to give yourself time, like the next 12 months, to nourish your self-trust, to slow down your decision-making, to slow down how you react or respond to things, and notice all the different changes that happen as a result of that. So one of the things that I talk a lot about is focusing or embodied listening. And that's the practices that I teach in my trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women training certification. For me, this is the essence of everything. It's the foundation of everything. Knowing how we are, and what's going on for us means that we can make decisions from that space of inner knowing. If you don't know how you are, 
you don't really know what your needs are. And you can't meet your needs in an empowered and effective way if you don't know what your needs are based on how you are and what's going on for you. There are so many different ways that we can meet our needs. And I love it when I work with others and they find their own way of meeting their needs. One of the really great examples recently was uh, one of the participants in my training talking about how she was going to take care of herself over the Christmas period, spending time with her family. And we all know families can be very challenging. And the thing that came up for that person was that she was going to have to allow herself to have long, warm baths as a way of reconnecting with herself, as a way of creating space to be on her own and rest and self-nourish. And it made me laugh because I thought, well, how many coaches would say to their client, oh, maybe you could have long, warm, comforting baths. <laughs> It's not the first thing that a coach would suggest, but when it comes from within a person, when you can connect with how you are, what's going on for you, what your needs are within the context of your life and the context and the system of the situation, then the right thing for you within that system comes up. And it's worth so much more than hundreds of other pieces of advice because it's aligned with what you need. It's aligned with what's right for you right now. And this is how we build and nourish <clears throat> our sense of self-trust. Practicing, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Embodied listening, practicing, connecting with self, practicing, embodied listening again and again and again. Not only when we are challenged, when we are in a crisis situation, when we are struggling, but on a daily basis as a way of deep self-care as a way of taking care of our needs every day. Another way that we can really nourish our self-trust is to honor our inner knowing, more so than listening to other people's advice and opinions. In the last year, that really came up for me a lot in a way that I was running my business. Running your own business when you are self-employed or you have got a company can be really challenging. We all know that. Those of us who, who do it know it. We have to learn new set of skills. 
we have to learn marketing skills. And a lot of things that are out there are marketing skills that are not done from a sense of integrity, but from a sense of focusing on making even more sales. And so over the year, I've taken more and more time to reflect on what felt aligned, what felt like a good fit. There are hundreds of ways that we can do our business. And when you work with coaches and mentors, they can give you a lot of advice. Ultimately, what's important here is that you trust your own inner process, that you sit with your inner knowing and that you follow what I call magic energetic breadcrumbs of your own path, your own embodied wisdom path, that you create something that is uniquely you, that is aligned with who you are, with your values, with your authentic self, that you can walk in integrity. And so there is so much that we can unpick here. Well, one of the things that is so important is that we understand that everything is based on your own sense of self-trust. Those inner nudges, inner feelings or inner voices, those inner shifts that so many of us ignore or try to squash or deny. And so my invitation to you is to allow yourself to start shifting into more of that sense of self-trust, into more of honoring and embracing, embracing and honoring your inner knowing through a sense of connecting with a safe space within you, through somatic practices for nervous system regulation, through embodied listening and understanding what's really going on for you on the somatic level, on the psyche level, on the soul level. Through showing up for yourself, holding space for you and for all the inner parts, your inner family, through self-soothing, through making changes with baby steps, through allowing yourself to nurture your own self-trust and the trust in the universe. And noticing how much of a difference it will make over the next 12 months if you do just that. I'd love to know what you think about this. I'd love to know your own understanding of self-trust and the things that you do to nourish and cultivate your inner sense of self-trust.
And I'm looking forward to hearing how it might develop for you over the next 12 months. Thank you for joining me today. Take care for now. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and trauma-informed yoga teacher, as well as thriving business mandala coaching program. I look forward to connecting with you more. Mm -hmm.